episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour, where we explore investment strategies for the modern financial landscape. I'm your host, Chris Ragland, and with me, as always, are my esteemed co-hosts, Mr. Jade Newman and Jess Hamill. Welcome back to the Airwaves, guys. Good morning. Yeah, good morning, good afternoon, all the things of all the day. How are you, <laughs> you guys doing all right? Texas, we just say morning. Yeah, morning, like is. anytime. Yeah. You know, I'm from Texas, and you're kind of right, I would have to say, too. I, I've seen, seen that apply. Or how you doing, and then someone answers how you doing. Yeah, exactly. that's not how you're doing. I don't. Has <laughs> anyone ever broken that down for anybody? So for all of you listeners out there that don't know what our show's about, we talk about how you say hello to each other in Texas. No, honestly, we are an alternative financial company at Noble Capital, and we discuss a number of things of which normally we tend to focus in retirement planning real estate, and the world of private lending, which, of course, is one of our core competencies as a business. If you'd like to know more about us, you can find us at noblecapital.com. Say hi to our producer over there, Sean. Sean, say hi. Hi. There you go, Sean. Yeah, (laughs) can you find us on social media, Sean? You sure can. You can find us at Noble Capital on Facebook and at Noble Capital Radio on Instagram. Oh, I like that. So we're on the socials. That's good, too. So had a good time last week talking about things, but today... I love the episode title. It's Stick It to Uncle Sam, right? (laughs) So what are we talking about today? We're talking about ways that you can use tax-efficient or, in some cases, maybe even tax-free vehicles and incorporate that into your retirement strategy. And you guys do this every day. This is what you guys do. Exactly. Who doesn't love tax-free? I I was going to say, like that sounds like the best piece. It is absolutely the best. There's nothing better than tax-free income. Yeah, so what is that? I mean, like, what do you mean tax-free income? Like, it sounds like everybody would just want tax-free income, right? So is this something that's available to everyone? Well, the most simple that everybody knows is the Roth, um, the money that's put away. It grows tax-free, and it comes out tax-free. It has already been taxed before it goes in. Um, that's the most popular one, and there are other vehicles that we can. Well, break manipulate. that down for me on the Roth. You're right. You're right. That's the one that everybody knows about. We're talking about like a a Roth IRA, or now I'm even seeing Roth 401k plans in right. corporate America. So, but Roth treatment, I guess we should call it right for now. We're talking about you pay taxes on it now, so it's the money you get to take home after you've paid taxes. But then you can put it in this vehicle, and it can be an investable asset, right? And that money grows. But you don't pay taxes on the money that it makes. That's that essentially what it is, right? You'll never pay tax on the basis because you already did. Well, you never pay it twice, and then all of the gain from that point forward is tax-free. It's got some strings attached to it, but if you're using it for retirement, then it falls right in line with what you're doing anyway. You know, taxes, that's like the biggest scam ever, really. You think about it. So you work hard, you pay taxes on your income. Well, what are you going to do with money, right? You're going to spend money. And you know what you do when you spend money? Pay tax on that. You pay taxes on that. <laughs> and it gets you no matter which way you look. So I think it's really interesting that there are these tax-efficient vehicles that are out there in the marketplace. And these are things that, you know, by themselves are not plans, but they're products that everyone should be aware of, right? They're all part of the plan. And, and it's a, a lot of it has to do with timing. Uh, the best time to use the tax-free income is right before you bump into the next tax bracket. So if you're adding to your income along the way because of inflation, at some point you're going to pop into the next tax bracket. So we try to save the tax-free stuff for later. 
And you're talking about timing for retirement, right? Exactly. Yeah. So some people ask a lot of like, when should I take my money out of that? And and I actually hear this even from younger people, like, you know, so I'm going to be leaving my job. Um, I want to look into tapping my IRA. I hear that a lot, you know, like literally pulling that money out of that vehicle prematurely. You know, it's like, uh, that's not what it was intended for. Exactly. Right? And there's no single answer for that. It all needs to be part of a plan. You know, there's a misconception out there that at some point you make too much money to be able to utilize a Roth. And on the surface, that's absolutely correct. But you can always contribute to an IRA and then 10 seconds later convert over to a Roth. So oh, it's man, a, you're getting it's deep now. You're talking have. about rollovers, aren't you? Uh, not so much a rollover as much as just a transfer or conversion from your IRA to your Roth. So you can set up a Roth. You may not be able to contribute to it because you make too much money, but you can contribute to your traditional and then convert it straight over to a Roth at the same time. There's a number for that, right? So if you make a specific amount of income on an annualized basis – um, you're not actually able to contribute directly to a Roth account. That's right. right? Exactly. So okay. you just go through the back door and, and convert. It's essentially the exact same thing. Interesting. And you're only allowed to convert so much every single year? 5500 per year if you're under 50 and 6500 if you're in my age group over 50. Man, this is a lot of content. We just dove straight into some details there. <laughs> I don't down know. The week, show's right? over, yeah, guys. Show, that's it. We can call it a day. <laughs> it's been nice. Well, guys, it's Jaden <laughs> speaking here. I'm just listening in. I, I was think, When you said tax-free young, I was just thinking about um, a, a guy I know that has a a little hamburger joint and just just puts all the cash and you know in the register just right into a, a, a paper sack. So is tax that was that what you meant by tax hey, free? Yeah, I don't think you're allowed to do that. Uh, okay. <laughs> I think that fits the definition of tax free. Right. It's still tax free. It's just not legally tax free. Yeah. Well, in all seriousness, so you you know when you hear we talk to clients about taxes and tax planning and tax strategy all the time. The first thing we tell them is we're not CPAs and. We're not licensed to give tax advice. But yeah, and if you don't believe us, stick around for the end of the show, and you can hear like a two-and-a-half-minute <laughs> disclaimer. Just, just tell about that. So as soon as we give them that disclaimer, we immediately start talking tax strategy with them. So um, you know, we've done our part and let them know that, you know, go get this signed off on or, or, or go have it checked out. But naturally, when you're talking to millionaires about money uh, day in and day out, you're going to be talking about tax planning and tax strategy. And one of the first things that we want to establish is that filing a tax return is not tax strategy and tax planning. That's called staying out of jail. Right. Cause you, you're, it's compulsory. You must file a tax return, right? If you make more than some like absolutely ridiculously low number, you kind of have to. That's right. And so you just checked off the don't go to jail box. Don't go to jail box, <laughs> you know, and maybe you even have a CPA that's signing and, and filing your tax return. Congratulations. Uh, you're yeah. not going to go to jail. Yeah, now you just did it correctly. <laughs> right. So that doesn't mean, though, that you're doing your best with tax strategy and tax planning. You know, there, in fact, some CPAs I found, Jess, are, are, actually reticent to even give tax advice or tax strategy to their clients. They don't like tax strategy. They just want to, to follow the rules and, and wrap up that tax return and get it done. My wife has worked for a CPA for going on 29 years now, and it never ceases to amaze me at Christmas parties or functions, sitting around just chewing the fat with some of the other CPAs. I still know things that they're amazed at that they don't even realize. Yeah, that's And that's, that's not supposed to be like that. That's Un- tough, right? Unbelievable. And what we know, you know, is... That, they're, oh, they're, they're bean counters, though. Come on, let's be honest. That's what the CPA stands for. It's at, right. At Certified professional of, bean counter. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> you <know? laughs> at the end of the day, uh, you know, it's great to have a CPA sign on your tax return. Uh, we do have a lot of do it our do it yourself or you know DIY clients. Uh, they love TurboTax, and they like having hands on. 
But at the end of the day, get, filing a tax return and getting the numbers in the right boxes doesn't mean you're doing your best with tax strategy and tax planning. And that's really where the rubber hits the road when we're sitting across the table from a client is we want to start building a plan that is driven by tax strategy and, and, and tax efficient and tax-free income behind that plan. Nobody wants to pay more than their fair share to Uncle Sam. So we, we really go deep when it comes to tax strategy and tax planning. I don't, I don't even want to pay my fair share. I'll just be honest. But I mean, I do. <laughs> yeah. Well, especially when you see a lot of waste going on. Right. Yeah. No kidding. That's, it's like, that's where's my money part. going? How it much really did we is. spend on what? Somebody's got to run the government, but I think we're paying a whole lot more than we should <laughs> right now. <laughs> so with that said, uh, we're, you know, you think a little bit about the, this, this concept that, you're going to end up having a lower tax bracket in uh, retirement. We have a lot of people think that. That's got to be one of the biggest fallacies that I deal with on, a, on an ongoing daily so basis. So wait, hold on. How does that work? Why, why aren't they in a lower tax bracket? Sounds like they should, right? The initial concept of tax deferred came about back in the late 70s during the Jimmy Carter administration when people were, there was 79% tax bracket. So the concept was when I retire, I won't be working, therefore I should be making less money, therefore I'll be in a lower tax bracket. Yeah, so I won't be paying the majority of my income in taxes. Right, but what ended up happening is people, especially in this generation, they're living larger in retirement than they did when they were working. So they're generating just as much, if not more, income now than when they had a paycheck, and that's keeping them in the same or higher tax bracket than they would have been you know, if they had just left it alone. And so it sounds like a good problem, but one that you have to be aware of and you have to manage, or else you're, you're giving up some of that enjoyment. True, right? exactly. Yeah, oh, we, we talked about uh, the Roth a little bit, and one of the things that I think it's important for our listeners to understand is that's that's just one tax-free vehicle that, that we talk about and that we represent. Uh, the concept of, of tax-free income, this, this is imperative, and we're going to get into it in the future s- segments here on this show, but it all starts with an assumption, and that is that you have to assume that Uncle Sam's coming after your nest egg. You know, we're not Washington D.C. up there. Our, our lawmakers now have managed to get us into about a twenty-two trillion dollar deficit. That's nauseating. Man. And Social Security's underfunded. We have a lot of things going hey, on there. I'm that just would glad the Republicans one. have finally balanced the budget. <laughs> <laughs> Good <Yeah>. for them. <laughs> Amazing. So the the point is, though, if you don't assume that your taxes are are, are that Uncle Sam's coming after your nest egg, then you're in for a, a surprise and. This is a conversation we want to have with you right up front when we start putting this plan together. I'll tell you what, when we get back from this break, we're going to dive into some other vehicles. Besides the more commonly known one, the Roth, we're going to get into some others. So stick around. We'll be right back. Listen to Talk 1370 anywhere with your Amazon Echo. Just ask Alexa to play Talk 1370. Now playing Talk 1370, the right choice. You're tuned in to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And welcome back to the show where we're talking about tax-free and tax-efficient vehicles. I'm your host, Chris Ragland, and this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. We just dove in, just just took a deep dive real <laughs> quick and got right into some technicalities in terms of uh, paying taxes, some of the biggest fallacies that we've experienced in this latest retirement generation. You know, they think that they, they did all this planning for paying less taxes or they would be in lower income brackets in retirement. Turns out that didn't happen. Turns out they were making a lot more money later in life than they thought. So that was that was pretty interesting. If you missed that and you want to download us, 
you can actually do it online. You can go to our website at noblecapital.com. You can also find us on all the social media apps. And, Sean, we're on some platforms. So, Sean, where are we at online? We are. We're on the social medias on Facebook and on Instagram. And you can download or listen to the Noble Capital Radio Hour on iTunes, Google Play, Stitcher, just about anywhere you get podcasts. Yeah, yeah, that's a lot of places. That's a lot of places. Okay, well, you got to be everywhere these hey, days. I have if the purple button on my phone, so that's what I push. Yep, that's okay. right. Looks like a little antenna it, or whatever. A purple icon. Does something like that. All right, we're talking about tax-free and tax-efficient income vehicles here. So we're literally talking about not necessarily just deferral and getting tax treatment, but there's actually vehicles that can create an income stream, right? And that plugs right into our core offering, which is retirement planning. And and if you haven't listened to our show before, you probably don't know this, but retirement planning is all about income planning. It's the weirdest thing ever. We spend our entire lives, maybe 30 or 40 working years, being trained on how to survive on an income. And then we flip the switch and magically just think, that it, something's going to be different. But it turns out it's not. It's actually about income planning into retirement, too. And, and that's what we're passionate about. That's what we're educating you, our listener, about. So hopefully this is compelling. We want to give you some more tips today. So you guys take it away here. I want to hear this. So not only are there tax deferment strategies, but there's also tax-efficient vehicles that can create income streams, right? That's right. We can manipulate certain contracts and use them for something they weren't really intended to be used for and take advantage of the tax-free status on that. Life insurance is one good example of that. We, and we talked about that last week, and Jaden dropped some something I thought was really big. This is like the best sales tool I've ever heard, that because that's true, that the IRS actually limits how much of it you can go get. And it's it's probably, I mean, that, that there's got to be a reason, right? If the IRS is limiting your ability to do something, like how much you can contribute to your IRA, why do you think that is? It's because they need the revenue, they That's need the money. Really good insight. Exactly. That's why there's those limits on those Roth contributions, your 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 income limits, and how much you can put in. So, yeah, anytime there there's limits involved, uh, t- tell me more. That should be your 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 conversation. <laughs> yeah, I almost want to go offline and look at everything the IRS limits your ability yeah, to invest but, in because that's where I should be focused on, right? Well, that's what a good tax strategist is is going to be able to walk you through. And and I was going to say uh, one of the things I appreciate about Jess is. You know, and if I'm a customer and I'm coming in, I want to. I want to see if we're talking taxes. Show me what I'm doing now. What 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 path am I in now? And then show me what what you're recommending. And I want want you to compare and contrast those two things, so so that I can really comprehend the strategy and make a decision if I want to, you know, become a client and and use some of these strategies. Yeah, and that's exactly what we do. So on the second appointment, the first thing I'm going to show you is the path that you're on, and then have two recommendations. One to completely solve it my way and one to go somewhere in between, depending on what your, your risk strategy is. Yeah, and your risk strategy, to said another way, something that I think Jaden coined on the show one time just at random, but your retirement score, right? We're asking – so you're interviewing in that first meeting and, and saying, like, what is your retirement score? And then you're presenting a plan that helps them get there. But you're also showing them how far away they are from what their current plan is, which, you know, hey, it's not about whose plan's better in terms of ego. It's all about, like, just maximizing the benefits that you're able to get. So – but what is your retirement score, Jaden? That's a good. That's a good question. Well, I'm I'm 42. I'll admit it on the air. So, in my opinion, it better be at least 42 percent. And 42 uh, percent being, if 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 I said my retirement score was 42, what I'm saying is that 42 percent of my income for my retirement is is now already identified and in place. It's predictable. 
and I've, I've got a written plan as to where I'm going to get that 42% of, of the income I need to retire at this point in life. I think that's a, a simple conversion. It, it goes a lot deeper than that. And one of the cool things, you know, when, when we do put a plan together that you get to see is n- not only where your income is going to come from for the rest of your life and how, how you're going to get your income, but topical today is how's that income going to be taxed and how am I going to make sure I don't pay any more than my fair share to Uncle Sam in, in an environment where, where you, you have to assume that they're going to come after your nest egg. So I was going to ask that actually is kind of at a high level. Why is this necessary? I mean, to some degree, it's a, I understand I need to pay my fair share, but turns out they, they're often taking more than their fair share, right? And that's kind of why this is necessary is even if you do nothing and you end up with money at the end of the rainbow, they're going to tax you on that too. A lot of that is due to ignorance, and I mean that from the legitimate meaning of the term, just not knowing any better. Um, these tax strategies, far and large, are things that you need to set up ahead of time. If you wait till the end, it's, it's, it's almost too late in a lot of circumstances. So planning now for later puts you in a position so that you're paying the least amount or the most efficient way later on down the road. Chris, I'm curious, what's your retirement score? Uh, Sean, you're not allowed to ask questions on the air like that, <laughs> only when spoken to. We made the rules clear when we gave you a microphone over there. I really thought you were going to tell us, though. I was just waiting for Jaden to finish so we could hear what... You know, uh, you know Rom- when Romney was on the show with us a while back, uh, Romney's another partner at, at Noble Capital, we, we would talk about our retirement scores, but in a different sense. We talked about our risk tolerances and... Um, Romney was always Mr. Super like conservative and Jaden was typically right in the middle. And I was the, you know, whatever living by the seat of my pants kind of guy over here, you know, so I'm probably still that guy, maybe a little less than I was a few years ago. Um, but definitely, and here's, here's why. And it's because, and this is something that, you know, I don't know that we've ever done a show on and we should probably come back to this, but it's all about, uh, I think when you look at responsibility, when you're looking at your family, when you're looking at your legacy, when you're looking at what you want to leave on and pass on to others, that changes things for you. So yes, you have to be thinking about your lifestyle and what you want to accomplish in retirement and what's important to you at that portion of your life, but it's also what's important to you beyond. And you know, I think people who have families are, are just naturally probably thinking more about that in life uh, than someone such as myself. Hopefully. Hopefully, yeah. So you're yeah. not going to tell us your retirement score? No, nah, man, I'm not. I don't really have a score. I, I just, I don't know. I haven't taken the exam yet. So I'm going to be, I need to, I need to call Noble Capital. What, and, whatever uh, it is, it'll change. Yeah. Right? <laughs> I have so, there's so many that clients happens. that come in and say things like, I'm never going to retire. And then, you know, five or eight years later, all of a sudden they're like, well, maybe I think I will retire. Right. So or they come in and they say, I don't need uh, a portion. I don't need guaranteed income. What are you talking about? And then you start walking them through their budget and their life planning. And they're like, well, no, no, I have to have those <laughs> things. And you're like, so you just said you needed guaranteed income did you not did you hear yourself right i will tell you the the score i like the score um but it it has to be in conjunction with everything else for example i had a client last week that came in whose score would have been 100 all of the income they had coming in was from a guaranteed source social security and pension problem is it wasn't enough not even close to enough so they were 100 on the score but they still were falling short by probably 40 percent. so what do you do in those situations do you are you essentially you have to take a little bit more risk to create more income? You have to get really creative on how you generate it. A little bit more risk gives a little bit more potential reward. And a lot of times it's just a matter of scaling back, living within your means or a combination of the two. And I'm going to say this. We've, we've talked about the types of conversations that people have here in our office, you know, as they sit across the table from you, Jess or Jaden. But sometimes you're, you're having some real wake-up moments 
Yes. Right. I mean, you're they, paying part. You're playing part-time counselor. They can be uncomfortable, especially when one spouse has been in charge of everything, and the other one thinks everything is just fine. And you start putting it on paper, and you can see the light bulb go off above their head, and they're like, "Oh man, we got a problem here." Yeah. So you get the dynamics of one spouse kind of over the other sometimes, and then you also see the they're jointly arriving at a conclusion and realizing, you know, we're kind of out of time here. Yeah. Well, they're the not what they thought they were. Yeah. I mean, exactly. They're not where they thought they were, and you know, one of the ways that. I, I've always gone is just straight from the heart, and you got to take a risk as an advisor, and you got to talk to your client about, uh, almost like their family sitting at the table. Um, and everybody has a little different dynamic with family. So when I say like family, I mean I just mean you've got to you've got to really lay it out there at, at the risk of telling them what they don't want to hear. And if if at the end of the day, um, you know, you lay that out there and they don't want to hear it, they might not be a good fit for the firm. But the people that, that are ready to hear that message um, many times become clients for life. And that's, yeah. that's what we want. When, and you, when you develop a pretty good bond with them. I actually I came across a book last week that you would like. Um, it was written by another AE advisor. It's called uh, It's Okay for My Advisor to Be My Therapist. <laughs> that's cool. <laughs> hit on pretty hard. Oh, that's pretty good, Jess. I like it. All right. Well, if you're interested in Jess being your part-time therapist, stick around. We'll be right back. Back to the Noble Capital Radio Hour. Welcome back to the show. If you're just joining us, we're discussing how Mr. Jess Hamill can be your part-time therapist. <laughs> now, we're also talking about unique financial advice. So, you know, We do a lot of alternative strategies at Noble Capital. We put together real estate plans. We've got private lending plans. And, of course, one of our other cornerstones, the retirement planning. So we do this. We've been doing this for a long time. We add a lot of different vehicles depending on the unique circumstances of every single client. And today we're talking about vehicles that are either tax efficient or tax free. And and nobody likes paying taxes. It's just, it's just kind of a what is it? There's only two cert, two things in life for certain, you know, death and taxes. So uh Sean, who said that? Benjamin Franklin. Uh, well, maybe. So anyway, <laughs> but uh yeah, so we're talking about these types of vehicles and of course everyone knows some of the popular ones when you talk about Roth IRAs and just talked about there's actually insurance products that allow you, you can manipulate them to do something that they weren't really intended for, which can create tax-free income. So there's, there's all kinds of things like this, but honestly, everybody's circumstances are unique, and that's why our process is unique. We bring clients in, they sit down, they go through a get-to-know-you phase, and then you actually develop their plans for them, or as we like to refer to it, the retirement blueprint. Exactly. And that's something I'm very proud of that I get a lot of rewarding uh, feelings about. There are no two clients that are the same. That's why we spend a lot of time and a lot of energy into digging really deep, getting into the details and making sure that whatever plan we're putting together is tailored for that specific person. I can see instruments that work great for a 55-year-old that don't work very well at all for a 57-year-old simply because of other factors that go into it. So it's, a, it's not a one-size-fits-all by any stretch of the imagination. That's good. I there's there's really three big questions we ask people when they come in, and this, this is part of what we talk about at our, our events that we do. And unfortunately, we don't have one uh, for for the listeners today coming up in December. We're, yeah, we don't have an event in December, which is really bizarre for us because we're so event like we do them every single month. 
So if you're listening now and you want to talk to us, you're out of luck. No. <laughs> so <laughs> turns out you can actually go to our website at noblecapital.com and you can click on retirement and then you're able to learn more about us. And you know what? If we don't have an event in December and you're itching to learn more about this and this is something that you really want to do, you contact us. We'll bring you right into our office and we'll meet with you. Come on in. I love meeting with people directly straight off go. the street. So here, I'll do a little uh, a little little snippet from oh, the seminar for All you, right? right? So All this right. is my call to action if you're listening right now. There's there's three questions that the conversation starts at, and, and that's number one, what is your retirement spending plan? And I, I, I kind of put a twist on it uh, because we're really talking about your budget. Nobody likes to talk about budgeting, yeah, right? Sucks, but no. hey, your retirement <laughs> spending plan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah we're going to get the Mrs. and the Mr. in on this, <laughs> uh, and, and it's going to be an exciting conversation. So this is the first thing, and we, we've got a tool to help you get through that. It's about a 100-line-item budgeting tool that helps you think of everything uh, in, that you could possibly spend money on in retirement. And we, we go deep and, and scrub that down and, and get it dialed in, especially where you have question marks. But your number might be 100000 a year. It might be 200000 a year. It is what it is, and that sets the, that sets the beacon there that we need to track throughout the rest of your life from a, a spending standpoint in, in terms of where are we going to get the income to match up with that spending plan. The next question is, what percentage of the income that do you want to be guaranteed or predictable income? And, and wouldn't everybody want it to be 100% guaranteed? We you would re- think, right? We do. We get three answers, really. Right. Right. I mean, it's either half of it, right. uh, t- most of it, maybe two-thirds of it, or all of it right. is really what we get. We really don't have anybody tell us less than half. Sure. It sounds about normal. When you're, I mean, because you're retired, and your ability to go back out and re-earn again is is limited. So, you know, at least half of my income should be guaranteed, That's right? That's it. Okay, and Sean, there's my score. Third question. <laughs> half. What, what percentage of that income now do you want to be tax-free or tax-efficient income? So if we can start with those, what do you want to spend? How much of that do you want to be predictable or guaranteed income? And what percentage of that do you want to be tax-free? That, that's where we want to start the conversation. And for the listeners there, my, my question for you now is, how, how do you stand today on those three things? Are you where you want to be when you really start to look at it? Do, do you have a budget planned for your retirement? And let's call it a retirement spending plan. You know, Do you have your predictable or guaranteed lifetime income planned out for you? And do, do you have those tax strategies and those tax uh, secrets that in some cases have been passed down from generations? Th- this is stuff that we want to talk about with you to help you go out and live your dream in retirement. Let's be real, though. This sounds like you're giving them homework, hey, giving them stuff to do. I mean, honestly, th- th- this might sound a little shrewd, but don't come in and waste Jess's time unless you're thinking about these three things. Or you're prepared to sit down and provide these answers, right? If you're not able to think through these types of questions, then, then we're not able to help you. That's just the honest truth, right? That's, that's one of the first things I ask them when I decide whether I'm going to take a client on or not, is how serious are you? And are you willing to do the homework and put the effort into it that I'm going to be putting into it from this side? If not, then we're not a good match. Fair enough. That's so awesome, you know. And one of the, I was thinking about it this weekend. Just one, one of the things uh, as an advisor to ha- having the the uh, what well, you guys helped me come up with with kind of what what you would call this would be the courage, but also the confidence to tell a, a client they're not a fit. I think it's the chutzpah. Yeah, the gumption. <laughs> <It's got laughs> the, <exactly>. gumption. <laughs> the gumption. The gumption to to literally tell somebody 
that they're not a good fit for us. Uh, but but to leave it on a, a high note, a professional note, and, and, and literally sh- cut a meeting short and shake their hand and let them know. Well, yeah, that, you got to have respect not. for them because just because they're not a good client for us, you know, there's there's no hard feelings. Never. Yeah, you know? I tell them it, that the same thing day one. Either we're going to decide to move forward or we're going to shake hands and hopefully I've made a couple of new friends and we're going to go about our lives. Yeah, because, I mean, the honest truth is we take this very seriously. We're talking about planning for the the finale. We're talking about planning for the retirement years of your life and setting you up so that you can live that life, have that fulfillment that you were looking for. So we're not able to craft this and complete this by ourselves, you know, on the from, from a financial standpoint, planning standpoint. Like it's a collaborative effort. It's a very much a team process, and everybody crosses the finish line together, or we don't need to play the game. And even deeper than that, the way I look at it and the responsibility that I'm carrying on that is I'm taking somebody's entire life savings, I mean, they worked for 30 or 40 years to accumulate, in planning out the rest of their life. I mean, how many other things in your life are more important than that or more significant? Well, uh, for most people, they they plan more time spending a planning a vacation (laughs) than their retirement. Absolutely. That is a fact. And that's sad. Yeah. So, you know, it's, it's really, uh, it, sometimes it takes a little bit of pain, um, to, to, to motivate. Right. And we're, we're, we're dealing with folks that, typically have been intelligent enough, wise enough to accumulate, you know, a couple million dollars, you know, one, two, three, four, five. Some of our clients have more than $5 million, but that's really who we work with is folks in that one to $5 million balance sheet range that that's where our strategies are, are, are best suited. And the, those people, you know, most of them didn't just fall up the, the turnip truck here and, and wake up with a, a couple million dollars. No, I think the vast majority of those people <laughs> were probably uh, hard workers, either business owners or successful management that worked for a very long time. And, and, and honestly, it's new money, right? They earned it themselves. That's the vast majority of our clients. It is. It still amazes me on, a, on at least a weekly basis how many highly intelligent, highly successful people walk into my office and have no plan whatsoever. But they have assets. They because, have assets. Because, they, you know what, they applied their their gift, their energy to doing what their craft, and, it, and they were compensated well for it. And then they show up and, you know, they're just, I don't, they don't have any idea. And we're probably a little bit skewed because we deal with this every day, but still, just the thought of, of being at retirement or approaching it with a significant portfolio and having no clue what you're going to do with it just but boggles hey, me no judgment here i mean this no, happens no and that's, by the way what I'm here for. it's actually quite common yeah. so if you're listening right now and you're like dude that's me and, that, and that's kind of embarrassing it's like no it's not that's actually the reality you you have worked for the last 40 years creating and amassing this wealth and at no point in time was the system if you will out there guiding you along the way so you're getting close to retirement let's say you're 50 55 or 60 or you're even already retired and you're thinking wait a minute it's not a spin down strategy there's something more efficient there's something better than that that's who we're trying to talk to we're talking to you right now if if, if that was you Look us up. Go to noblecapital.com. Click on retirement and find out how you can get in contact with us. We'd love to sit down with you, cross the table, and work out this solution for you. It's a lot of fun. It's something I enjoy doing yep. every day. Absolutely. Well, so one of the things that goes hand in hand with build, building wealth, as, as Chris was talking about, uh, starting to see the fruits of your labor, is that you want to protect that wealth from risk. You, you want to protect it from, you know, the the the, the whole uh, taxation, you know, discussion. 
you you want to make sure that not only from an annual income tax planning that that you're going to be good, but also when you pass those assets on to the next generation, you don't want Uncle Sam to be number one on the beneficiary list. Like Chris said, there's always going to be the tax man's always going to be standing there at every turn and every move, even when you're in the most vulnerable time of, of, from a family standpoint. It, when there's a transfer of wealth or a passing on of wealth, Uncle Sam's there to, to collect. So th- these are very, when we talk about tax strategy, tax planning, we're, we're talking about big picture and we really break it down and get into that because be, being in this, in this line of work, you're, you're with a client, you know, from say age 60, 50, 60 years old, all the way through mortality. Mortality, exactly. Yeah, I want to tell you a real very, very fast story. You talked about um, how long Uncle Sam is is exhibiting this influence on taxes. They'll do it even after you pass away. It's not even just at that moment where there's a wealth you know, transfer. It happens often even further. So I have a friend of mine. He inherited his dad's IRA. But, you know, so his dad left his IRA to him, but because his dad waited and didn't do some of the more efficient types of things that we would have done, his dad got stuck in a position where he had the required minimum distributions. And now my buddy, who's, you know, maybe 40 something, he's having to pull RMDs out of this, you know, vehicle because his dad didn't think about what what was going to happen. Isn't that something? Isn't that amazing? So, I mean, he's a 40-year-old man with an inherited IRA having to do required minimum distributions like he's in his 70s. And paying taxes on that. And paying taxes on it and just increased his income. I mean, it was just like no tax planning, no idea about what the consequences would be. The RMD table starts at one-year-old, believe it or not. Works all the and way that's up. why, right there, yeah. because they know they can get you, because they know you're going to leave it to your kids, and they know they can just force you to, to take it then too. And there is some logic behind that. Um, you know, that money has been put in there without being taxed. It's accumulated without being taxed. The IRS expects you to spend it over your lifetime and tax it. So if you don't, and it passes down to the next generation, they still want their tax out of it. But at least they get to spread it over that lifetime instead of you know the person that that left it. But there are a lot of ways to position that prior to passing it down that makes it a lot more palatable. That's my point right there. There was no thought process in it whatsoever as to what it was going to do. And you got to think about the consequences because this was additional income. And on its face, additional income sounds great until it starts pushing into a different bracket and you start getting treated different. And he was like, well, do I do I want to make more money now? I don't know. Maybe I should make less money. And I'm like, dude, you are right in the middle of tax planning is what you are. Well, it sounds like at least your friend has a head on his shoulders. He's taking the RMDs. What I see a lot is lump sums. So... Somebody has a million-dollar IRA, they pass away, they leave it to a 35-year-old, and boom. Oh, and they cash it all out. a million dollars worth of income that year, and it's the maximum tax bracket uh, That's tough, yeah. So a lot of this is what not to do, exactly. and, then, and, then, and then we get into what, what do we need to do. So you know, the, an, another one that I, as we wind down this seb- segment, a lot of people don't understand the concept of, of taking a loan. When you, when you take a loan, that money is not taxable. So that just that concept, get your mind around that for a minute. When when we look at life insurance, most people think of death benefit, but we 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 look at life insurance as a tax vehicle that you can actually take loans from. You can design them up front for this purpose, take loans in the form of income tax free that will ultimately be paid back from the death benefit when you pass away, which is not taxable, which is also tax free. So that's something we definitely want to talk more about. My favorite topic. That's good. All right, when we get right back, I want to hear at least one of your quickest, craziest stories. Stick around. We'll be right back.
listen to Talk 1370 anytime, anywhere with the all-new Radio.com app. Check your phone's app store or visit Talk1370.com slash app. Once again, this is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. And we're back. You just tuned in. We've been talking about tax-free and tax-efficient vehicles that you really need to be looking at in retirement. But as I was talking about earlier, you also may need to look at it if you're in a position to be inheriting something. So this isn't just for retirees. This is great knowledge for anyone that's out there listening. If you missed our show and you're just tuning in, well, you you missed it. Tough. Sorry. No, I'm just kidding. You can actually go to noblecapital.com and download this episode online. You can do it from your phone. You can do it on the website. A lot of ways you can find us. You can even find us at social media, and you can chat with Sean on Facebook. Right, Sean? That's right. I'm always watching. Just say hi. Just say hi. On any post. Any post. Live chat. All the time. <laughs> Sometimes. Sometimes. I, like Saturday night at night, you can talk yeah. retirement talk. With you. Yeah. Hey, if it's during business hours, I'm always looking at it. There so you go. Come I, say hi, and I will respond. I think Sean just uses that as an excuse why he always has Facebook up on his computer when I walk by, right? <laughs> yeah. yeah. And his headphones on. It's true. <laughs> right. It's that's true. great. Okay. No. Hey, what I, what I do want to hear about from you two guys, just give me an example of something crazy that you've seen happen to a client or maybe even yourself that had some type of a tax consequence that maybe someone wasn't prepared for. I had, not even six months ago, something that I'd never in a million years dreamed would actually occur. You hear people talk about it all the time. But I had a client come in that had just retired, fairly big 401k, about a million two, and his CPA told him to convert all of it to Roth as soon as he walked out the door, all at one time. So instead of breaking it up, instead of trying to keep it under the tax brackets, a million two got converted at Roth with a $200,000 income that year as well. So a million four got reduced by 30 35% overnight, instantly just for the privilege of having the rest of it be tax-free. Did I can't even not, imagine how long at, it took him to make that up. Did he even understand what was happening when he did this? No. The CPA told him, just bite the bullet. It's, you know, it's no big deal. It'll all be tax-free. It'll grow tax-free going forward, and you'll be fine. Or did this guy retire at like 30? No, he was 60-something <laughs> years old. Was he a real CPA? I don't think he was a CPA. I think he was uh, one of those tax preparers at a CPA's office, um, but just horrible, horrible advice. I would That's never, crazy. So never you saw the, the, big, the big 401k Biting the ball, million dollar four hundred one k, and he converted the entire thing. Scalped at the top tax rate. Yeah. Oh yeah. yeah we call that uh, he he committed tax aside. Yeah, that is tax the single aside. worst tax mistake I've ever seen in my career. That's that like taking the cash option on the lottery. Yeah, <laughs> right. just got a huge huge haircut. Yeah, that that one's extreme. My, mine's similar. Uh, a client brought his mother in, and uh, bless her heart, she was eighty four years old at the time, sharp as a tack. Uh, really big on individual uh, stocks, had, 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 had them her whole lives and uh, had accumulated uh, up, up, upwards of six and a half, seven million dollars. And long, fast forward a year later, uh, the client comes back in and I, I had no idea till we're sit, sitting back across the table from him. Uh, but he lets me, me mo- know that his mother, who I had just met at the, the previous year, had passed away and uh, left him that almost $7 million. And um, this, uh, immediately the conversation came up and, and he, he admitted it. He was kind of, kind of had his head down a little ashamed about it. But because they were over the estate, uh, the death tax. Um, yeah, the exemption. Exempt, Five million back then. Exempt yeah. amount. Uh, the, the IRS came in and took almost half of that, that extra $2 million dollars. Uh, long story short, just under a million dollar check had to be written, and this and keep in mind this is after tax dollars that that have already been taxed, mm-hmm. 
and had hard-earned money that had already been taxed for in, income tax or capital gains tax and uh, ha- had to write another check for a million dollars simply because of failing to, to plan. And I remember him talking about how, how smart his mom was, and she was very smart. She she was very diligent. But this this area of tax um, is one of those things that she just kind of uh, always ignored a little bit and thought, you know, I'm going to get to it. I'm going to get to it. I, I know I need to do something, but it snuck up on them. And that's that's unfortunate. We don't see that very often, but that, that death tax, it's like the death angel uh, right there came and just grabbed a million dollars of, of the family's, uh, you know, uh, estate. And at the end of the day, I mean, he, he just had to blow it off and accept it and move on. Boy, that's tough. So you're saying that with proper planning, some of that can be mitigated. Maybe not entirely avoided, but some of that can be mitigated, right? It can be entirely avoided. Entirely. Easily. And yeah. then some. Whatever's, whatever that amount is that you're going to pay in tax, roughly for a rule of thumb, you could take half of that, put it into a life insurance policy, and not only cover the tax, but make that much more back. Yeah, Man. right and, off the top. You're saying straight up, straight up, there's solutions to avoid Easily. those yep. types of problems. Absolutely, it's going to be estate and, and, and legacy planning with a, you know, with with a qualified estate planning attorney. And we have people like this that we work with. Absolutely, that we have them on the team, and that the, you have access to these people when you work with us. But that that could have entirely been avoided with we we could sit here and and, and come up with two or three different strategies um, right now to to help avoid paying estate tax. You got to remember, folks. Your 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 congressmen, your your lawmakers, um, put all these laws in place. They've got a back door for it because they needed something to do with their money to avoid this. So it's it's time to get on board and start to understand um, how tax strategy and tax planning works. If that's something you're concerned about, reach out to us and let's. Let's Look, have a conversation about it. And you can do it by checking us out at noblecapital.com. Click on retirement and you can find out more information right there. I tell you what, though, it's time to play. Put your money where your mouth is. Where We have to essentially come up with a phrase to summarize this week's episode. We used to let Romney hold the envelope and he was a total cheater. We let me do it. I was a cheater. Well, we finally gave Sean a microphone and we just let Sean read it on the air. So, Sean? I never got a chance. Let her, <laughs> let's see, Sean. Wait, wait, j- sorry, Jess. You just, uh, you know. Well, since we're talking about taxes, I thought I would tax your brains with this one. Well done. That was good. Oh, thanks. You, you like that? Mm-hmm. Okay. <clears throat> so in 50,000 words or less, <laughs> sum up today's episode, but you must include the words Uncle Sam. Oh, all right. While the guys are racking their brains trying to put this one together, I just want to remind you that you can learn more about us at noblecapital.com. Check us out on Facebook at Noble Capital, on Instagram at Noble Capital Radio, and you can download every episode of the Noble Capital Radio Hour wherever you get your podcasts. We're back. All right, guys. So had a couple of seconds there to come up with an answer. And um, I'll be honest, I don't have mine yet. So that means I'm not going first. So uh, this is kind of easy. I wanted to come up with something really clever. But, you know, you gave me way too much leeway to run here. I started trying to rhyme. Yeah, I started trying to rhyme things. Before I knew I had a a Shakespearean sonnet over here. You shot yourself in the foot by trying to be too clever. I know. That's that's always (laughs) the issue. I'll kick it off straight up. All right. Ready? 
Uncle Sam's a bit challenging, so make a plan. <laughs> Uncle Sam is a bit challenging. I like it. <laughs> so I'm, make a plan. I ain't, that's pretty good. I'm that's not quite as good. catchy as that. I yeah, think that I, passes, I like it. Cross the line and say something we're not supposed to say. Um, but when it comes to taxes, Uncle Sam has no sympathy or emotions. Uncle Sam, oh, that's good. A little wordy. But I like it. All right, here's mine. Thousand words. Truer words were never said. Here's mine. I'm going to end up on this one. Always remember, Uncle Sam isn't fam. <laughs> oh, <laughs> With the rhyme. Uh, yeah, that was pretty good. Oh, man. That's Chris the Rapper. Did you like Chris the Rapper? I don't know, something like that. Well, this has been a fun episode. I appreciate that. That was good. We all had something a little bit alliterative there to say. We'll let our uh, listeners put the words together on social media and see what Jaden had to offer. But, hey, listen, I hope today's topic was valuable to you. If it wasn't, well, hey, we brought it to you anyway, and you wasted a whole hour. So that's got to be worth something. This is the Noble Capital Radio Hour. I'm Chris. I'm Jaden. I'm Jess. And we'll see you next week. All opinions expressed by the speakers on this radio program are solely the opinions of those speakers and do not reflect the opinions of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, or their respective affiliates. Each speaker's opinions are based upon information the speakers believe to be reliable, but accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Each speaker's statements and opinions are subject to change without notice. The information discussed on this radio program is provided for general informational purposes only, does not take into account your particular investment objectives, financial situation, or needs, is not intended as recommendations appropriate for you, and should not be construed as investment, legal, tax, or other advice on any subject matter. The information discussed in this radio program is not intended and should not be viewed or construed as a recommendation, advice, offer, or inducement to buy, sell, or hold securities, insurance products, or any other financial products. Before acting on any information discussed in this radio program, you should seek appropriate financial, investment, and other professional advice based on your particular facts and circumstances. Current or past performance is not indicative of future results. You should be aware of the real risk of loss in following any strategy or investment discussed on this radio program. No outcome or profit is guaranteed. Any transmission of information through this program is provided on a non-confidential basis and does not create an advisor-client relationship between you or anyone of Noble Capital, Acute Financial, or Streamline Funding. Some information provided in this program may reference other service providers, including websites operated and maintained by third parties. Such information is included solely as a convenience to you, and the provision of such information does not imply a responsibility for such third-party information or an endorsement of the linked site, its operator, or its contents. Acute Financial and Streamline Funding are both wholly-owned subsidiaries of Noble Capital. Noble Capital, Acute Financial, Streamline Funding, and or their respective affiliates and principals, which may include the speakers and guests featured in this radio program, may receive compensation from the sale of financial products featured in this program. Reproduction, distribution, republication, and or retransmission of any portion of this program is strictly prohibited without the prior written permission of Acute Financial, Noble Capital, and Streamline Funding.